Like ships passing in the night echoes of prior political eras, 41 and 46, the Triple B's PF presidents past and present juxtaposed aspects of dubious temporal zeitgeist deleteriously. The Build Back Better plan arrived like a cloud of flies on dead meat, the corpus delicti, of the green environmental reform movement that floated President Biden's boat a year ago. When the word green or environmental show up in contemporary affairs around election time Democrats arrived to take the issue under themselves as a spearhead for social programs. While honesty is lacking in the use of global warming and green economic reform to camouflage social spending bills that appear suspiciously like pork for constituents, if the Build Back Better, or backbiting bitches 41 Bitcoin the triple B term, push for inadequacy had political ergonomic efficiency it would have dwelt allocating 5 billion bucks or so to buy a single Republican vote in the Senate. That should have been easy. Of the initial $3.5 billion in the BBB plan just 500 billion was, apex, for green tech investments to slow global warming acceleration. That $5 billion invested in purely green projects for Alaska might have brought Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski around to support the Triple B plan in its present reduced size. Select insider politicians have a Boston-Harvard-DC axis of investment kickbacks that sometimes is blind to common-sense politics that essentially are alien and external to it. DC politics preponderantly are a dull kickback of power pork. Alaska is divided between those that hate government regulation and want to actualize under the pursuit of happiness article of the Constitution the right to launch car-to-car missiles whenever rodent scholar rage motivates them, as well as getting rid of traffic signals that impede happiness and freedom, like seat belts do too, and those that love government regulation and regulators and want to compel every homeowner to have a uniform Tori-slash-spirit-gate regulator perch on his slash her or its property for the happiness of visiting regulators to land upon. Alaska has a population of fewer than a million people and many live scattered over a constellation of roadless rural areas. High Arctic air pollution might have a stronger effect than mid-Earth air pollution proportionately acting as a catalyst for permafrost melting and release of vast quantities of methane gas into the atmosphere. Investing $5 billion in fuel cells, wind, solar and geothermal energy production for every Alaskan city with more than 100 people living there might have attracted the senator's vote because she is facing an election. Her constituents could regard her choice to kill plentiful low-cost green energy unfavorably when the temperature is 40 degrees below zero and oil stove fuel is running low with exorbitant prices only Boston and San Francisco millionaires and billionaires could find trivial. $5 billion of spending on home energy with green refueling locally is preferable to some paying oil companies cash forever that would be better spent on food and warm boots. Alaska's government following Jay Hammond, with the exception of Steve Cooper, was usually uncreative and reliant upon oil sales revenues to fund itself. One could write suggesting energy and business diversification for decades and Alaska politicians would be like cold stone walls of disregard falling back to their natal streams of reliance on oil revenues to fund state government spending. The kind of people elected to government at the state and federal level serve corporatism far more than democracy is at any rate generally toady to corporatism these days. One gets elected to share the rem of oil revenues, public debt, and Wall Street perks. 